From the Nerdy Bunch Studios in Los Angeles, California, bringing you the only nerdy weekly talk show, it's Nerd Hearts. Our guest today, musician and cosplayer, Dana Hansen. Featuring the Nerdy Bunch band, and I'm Ivan Gonzalez. Today's episode, A Musical Mess. And now, my co-host, Isabel. What's up, Ivan? What's up? What's up? How's it going? Really good. Thank you. We have a lot of exciting news that happened literally just a few days ago, yesterday, with DC Fandom. So that's really exciting. Yes, I saw some of it. Here's the thing. Uh, people are going to give me a hard time because of this. <laughs> I am more into Marvel. See, I am too. But Robert Pattinson as Batman does get me hyped up. And I've never been excited for that before. So, Yeah, I'm more. I'm actually excited for Wonder Woman. That's my... Um, me too. She's my, the movie from DC that I'm actually looking forward to. Mm-hmm. But... But yeah, yeah, like you said, they released a Batman trailer, which was cool. I saw it. And we have another once. Suicide Squad drop. Right. With the new Harley like... design that a lot of cosplayers are completely and totally get it obsessed with. She looks amazing. Yeah. On top of that, uh, Robbie Margot. Is that her Mar- name? Margot Robbie. Margot Margo, 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 Robbie. That, that works. I'm dyslexic. Um <laughs> Yeah, she. I don't. I don't know. I can't see anyone else play Harley Quinn. She was like yeah, made. She's, like, she's, she's made for the role. For she's perfect. And I love how they went back to the classic red and black. Like I didn't mind yeah. the other costumes, but the red and black is like that's that's Harley right there. Yeah, and I believe they're also dropping a a, a new video game for Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and what else? They did announce Black Adam. Yeah, which is which super I cool. They're finally going into that side of DC, which is really exciting for like a, a lot of people. And I feel like and it's I... finally going to be like different than what they have been doing for a while. So I think that's really cool. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's like the it's uh, Black Adam's like with the Shazam sort of stuff. So they introduced that like uh, was, I don't mm-hmm. remember what year it was like 2019, 2018. 2019 mm-hmm. yeah so they're going into that side of uh their universe which is really cool and changing it up from the i guess you know superman batman even the you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah expanding the universe yeah like like the tip like yeah like the typical main heroes that mm-hmm. everyone knows just going kind of like they did with uh marvel and uh guardians of the galaxy for example yeah. and bringing out yeah but yeah, so the rock is supposed to be. Oh yeah, I saw the poster. It looks super dope. I was wondering, like, who's gonna get uh, what's it called, Dwayne Johnson, first, Marvel or DC? There we go. We got DC. It was a matter. Of, <laughs> it was a matter of time. It was. It was a matter of time. So that's uh really exciting to see. And then Jesus, the Flash is already in season seven. I kind of season seven. It lasted that yeah. long, <laughs> right? I mean, I lo- like. Here's the thing: I love the DC uh, TV shows. They are great. Their movies, they need to work on. Yeah, unfortunately, I never really got into the like newer TV shows. But when I was little, like I mentioned previously, I adored the like any of the animated series. And lately, especially the new one, the the new Harley Quinn animated uh, series, I. Adore it. Um, Killy Cuoco voices Harley, 
And I know it's a little bit different than what we normally hear, but like the dialogue is so, so perfect. And they finally dive into uh, Ivy and Harley's relationship, which I so, so appreciate. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't really get into that either. But yeah, other than the DC fandom stuff, uh, anything else that's exciting for you? Yes. Well, sad. Well, here's the thing. I'm sad. It's I'm sad and I'm excited. Um, Star Wars Celebration was supposed to happen this coming weekend. <sighs> I'm not as sad because I wasn't going to be there. <laughs> Jeez. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. I feel so <laughs> bad for everyone who um, had tickets. I'll take those tickets next year uh, or in two years, whenever they're going to do it. But yeah, uh, it would have been cool to see all the announcements, even if I wasn't going to be there. But I I know that we're expecting a Mando season two drop, but mm-hmm. trailer drop. And I'm like, where where is it? Disney Lucasfilm, you better pull up. Feed, as the Adam stands say, feed the rats on schedule. <laughs> I know it, they're really they're really milking it. They're like not like they're pushing or waiting like really last minute. Like the the show's supposed to start soon, and it's like yeah, it's a it's what? meant to start in October. I'm not quite sure if they did they finish get to finish filming before COVID started, or yeah. they did. So yeah, everything they, else is just post production, which is you know a lot of work. But yeah, it's like I'm waiting. It's gonna be October very soon. Yeah, they yeah they even said like oh we're gonna everything should be um should be ready to go. I think way before even like uh the release date. But I'm like, where's the damn trailer? And yeah. it's like I, I they know and it is that people interesting are waiting because it's not like Mando was gonna drop on uh it's only gonna drop on their streaming service. So it's like mm-hmm. pull up. <laughs> I know, but they know. They know that people are, are 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 with or without a trailer. People are are gonna watch it. People are excited. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think we're yeah, just waiting just... on content. We're all desperate. We're we're just all at home, so we're like, all right, I I something, just something. Maybe that's why I got so excited about the DC stuff because I wouldn't have before. <laughs> I'm sorry. Same. I was like, I know it's been like it's usually like around this time they start start dropping all this stuff, and it's like. Yeah, especially cons. Like cons and stuff, and they're announcing things that are going to be released in the winter. But now it's like, yeah, we have this huge area of time that we can just mm-hmm. rewatch all the stuff that we have been rewatching for quite some time. But yeah, that's I pretty know. much all I have to say on that exciting stuff. Same. That's it for me. I would like to. Would you like to introduce our guests and see? Okay. Very exciting, guys. We have a musician, cosplayer, and overall talented woman, Dana Hansen. All right. How's it going, Dana? As we wait for you to join into, there you go. There she is. There we go. There you go. There she is. How are you guys today? I'm doing pretty all right. I'm I'm good. I'm good. This is I, I'm really happy that we got to do this. Me too. I I'm not, was very honored to be asked uh, to be on this podcast, especially since I had heard about it through you, and then for you to be <laughs> kind of like a circle. This works. This works out exactly. I know. I'm like I'm like hoping like well, my room gets really hot because it's summer and I have no AC. Oh, my and God. it's like like waiting that today but yeah it's good to have you um 
glad I was able to get a hold of you. Because <laughs> it's it's hard because I try to email people just because it's like, let me email people so it's less creepy through their DMs. <laughs> and then, like, I can't find an email, so I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to go through the DM route, and I'm trying to be professional. Hey, there, man. Like, hey, so. hey, man, it worked, and I'm here now regularly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, regularly. No creepiness felt at all. It's all right. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like trying to keep like this as professional as possible because I I don't want people to not take it seriously. It's like yeah, but mm-hmm. welcome to welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to have you here. I'm excited so, to talk about whatever we get to talking about. <laughs> I know. So Isabel says you're well. You told me you're a, uh, a musician, and Isabel also said that you're very talented. <laughs> and I stand by that. She's awesome. <laughs> Um, I do kind of put myself out mainly as a musician to pretty much everyone I meet. Um, whenever anyone asks me my title, I'm usually like, well, I'm a musician. Um, I've been studying music like in an educational system for about a decade now, actually. I picked up an instrument in band class in grade six and then decided in high school that I wanted to continue majoring in music. So I went to a specialized arts high school. And then when it came to post-secondary, I still wanted to keep doing it. So I'm currently in my third year of my bachelor's of music. Um, and my instrument count list to date is 17 instruments in total. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, this is this is what I meant. And I didn't even know this. I was just like talented, talented woman right here. And I didn't even know this until like right now. That Jeez, that's insane. what I was going to ask. I like that so cool. um, Tenor sax is my favorite. Clarinet is the one that I've been like playing for the full 10 years. They're pretty much like every instrument that I've been able to get my hands on. I'm like, oh, let me play this. Let me figure out how this works. I want to know. And it's like today I'm going and I'm getting an upright grand piano. And my mom's like, Dana, stop picking up every little lost instrument you find on the street. Like, you don't need to own every instrument ever. And I'm like, Mom, you don't understand. Yes, I do. That's incredible. That is seriously incredible. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'm so shocked. But um, so now on the cosplay side of things, how did you get into cosplay? Well, I've always been very into, like, dress up per se um i grew up as a competitive dancer so kind of like putting on a costume putting myself into a character into a certain scene acting something out has always kind of been something in my life and that's come naturally um and in grade 12 was when i first made my first ever costume uh so that was about 2018 i think at this point what costume um, was it, if I may ask? It was entirely handmade. And like when I say handmade, I mean like hand stitched. I My mom has a sewing machine. I was afraid of it. I was like, I don't know how that works. I don't want to waste my time like, screwing up. We're just going to literally hand poke my fingers. Like still to this day, you can kind of see like some of the poke marks from the needles that just like scarred over. Um, but it was Tariel from The Hobbit. She's always been one of my absolute favorite characters, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And just like the whole Tolkien universe is probably my favorite of all time even though it hasn't yet breached into a whole lot of my cosplay life everyone really knows me for my star wars and star wars yeah <laughs> um like that's how and i met through star wars um cosplay so tariel was definitely my first i ordered a wig off of like some random website got my parents convinced to pay for it for me uh went bought all the fabric entirely figured it out on my own i had literally no help looking back it wasn't fantastic but for my first ever costume that i made with 
only like internet research and just kind of going for it based off of what I was seeing in photos. I was pretty proud of it. I wish that I could find it because for some reason it's just like disappeared off the face of the earth. It's not in my room back home. I haven't been able to find it around the house back home. Which is really, really sad. Um, But then since I hadn't really done any cosplay at all, I went away to uni and was like, I don't have time for this. If anything, it was really casual kind of cosplays around like Halloween because it's my favorite holiday. Um, but then quarantine happened and then I downloaded TikTok because there we go. What else are you supposed to do in quarantine? Uh, for real. As as I did too, quarantine made me do it. We all yep. we all fell into that. And at first dark hole. I didn't even like join TikTok to cosplay or anything. Like all of my very old videos, which are all private at this point, because I'm like, well, I've established myself as a cosplay page, so we'll just like get rid of these, pretend these didn't happen. Um, but I really didn't start getting back into cosplay again until one of my really, really good friends, he's now my best friend, uh, Tom, who his at is at Arendelle95. Uh, he's the other Canadian that I know. And the I other know. Canadian in our group. <laughs> and the other Canadian in the group, yes. Um, he popped up on my For You page of like a Star Wars video. And I was like, oh my God, this is sick. And I started messaging him and he convinced me to do a Ray because one of my friends had made a Ray costume. So I just was like, you know what? We'll reach out to her. We'll see if she'll give me the costume. She ended up giving it to me. Um, I revamped it a little bit, used some more fabric um, that I just found at like the used fabric section at a store because it was all cheaper. And I mean, Ray's costume is a little more tattered anyways. So it worked for my purposes. Um, And then I started with that. And then it just kind of spiraled from then on out, bought myself a lightsaber, bought myself another lightsaber. And now here I am with, I think, like five or six different ongoing cosplays. My oh, favorite. I thought you were about to say five or six lightsabers. I was like, oh, I'm I know, like, I wish I had five or six lightsabers. <laughs> only. No, I've only got my two, but I've got about six cosplays at this point that I'm like really proud of. I've got so many more that I really want to do. I really want to get back into hand sewing them again or at least just like making them myself again because I feel like there's just this nice sense of purpose that I get from it but it's also makes it feel a little more special when you're like what I'm wearing is what I made this is my thing one of a kind exactly it's entirely one of a kind it's like you know there may be so many people who do this character but none of their costumes are going to look like mine because I made Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that's so awesome it it really is like s- extremely gratifying to make something even if you don't make all of it but it's like it's like this is like i did this and i get to wear it like how cool is that that is exactly i love it that's part of why music draws to me so much because um also during quarantine i have been working so much on music um and just writing a lot i debuted my first single uh, during this whole thing, which is something I never thought I was going to do. Um, but I just figured, you know what, just like, just do it might as well. So I took nine and a half hours, sat in front of my computer, got everything I need, did not leave my computer for nine and a half hours, completely mixed, mastered, produced, and put it out just after midnight. And it's been out for a few months now. And every time I like think back and I look at, you know, the amount of views or whatever it's collected at this point, to think like I made that and that is something that came from my brain and sounds that I put together that people aren't like actually enjoying. And I still get messages every now and then of people just like stumbling onto it. 
are telling me, hey, I've added like this to my night drive playlist or something like this. And those really, really touch me. Um, and I'm actually in the process of writing my EP because at the same time, I'm like, I just, the gratifyingness of seeing something that you're pouring your heart and soul into come out exactly the way you want or even like better than you could have ever imagined is just, it gives me so much purpose and like feeling in life. Yeah. That, that's, that's so crazy. beautiful. Seriously. <laughs> I know. So deep. I'm like, geez. <laughs> but no that's crazy everyone knows whether you actually can play an instrument or not like everyone understands music it's the only universal language that everyone Mm. can speak and connect within um and i always think to myself i'm like you know what would the world even be like without music or even the arts in general or really anything creative because if you think about it like if you go throughout your day and i've especially noticed this like since COVID hit and everything, you cannot go through your entire day without consuming something creative that someone else has made to like give you that viewing pleasure. A hundred percent. And like, especially music, but like every art is exhibited no matter where you go, whether Mm -hmm. people recognize it or not, but the arts are literally everywhere. And I would argue that it's kind of like the backbone of everything else. And it's what gives everything it's sort of flavor mm-hmm. and not just making things aesthetically nice but giving giving even more purpose to objects that originally wouldn't really quote unquote matter mm-hmm. and so many businesses use so many different like creative outlets in order to make people want to buy their products so it's like creativity and the arts and things that are visually or auditorily auditorily that is so not a word um, i mean it makes sense i i, I see the vein of thought i see the vein of thought <laughs> we understand you that's all that matters audibly is the one i was thinking of um but anything that is just generally pleasing to our senses is what makes us want to buy something use something like even go into a store so it's crazy how much there's just all this pressure on like all these essential jobs and everything but Meanwhile, the creative industries are like, ah, no, we can do without you. (sighs) But can we really? Exactly. Uh, Yeah. That's crazy. So do you play like a specific genre or do you play different type, like, Um, or something like, or do you lean towards a specific genre or? I tend to lean a little bit more uh, just because of like in school, I have to study classical. Um, mm-hmm. so that's mainly what I do whenever I'm doing anything for school, but I'm also very, very into jazz. And as a saxophonist, I try to do a lot of any jazz that comes up um, at my school. I do a lot of like Broadway pit band stuff with musicals. Um, so that's kind of what I get through school. But in terms of like what I like to play outside of it, I really like doing... Um, any really old school rock and roll, I feel like saxophone fits so well. Like some Bruce Springsteen era saxophone, nothing can beat that. Um, but I love doing that kind of stuff. More neo soul, funk, like funk has my heart. Uh, that's what I've really been experimenting with lately is more funk kind of influenced things um, with a little bit of like reggae thrown in there. Really my music taste is all over the place. But if I had to say like what I love to play most and what I'm working on, especially right now, is very funk soul oriented kind of world. Yeah. I like that. That's really different than kind of like the norm or the mainstream. So I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm like, this is what's speaking to me right now, so we'll just go with it. <laughs> Put out some Yeah, thoughts. like well I know now, now that you're saying I'm like, I wanna hear your 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 single now. I'm like because here's the thing. I I, I love music. Uh, originally I wanted to be a, a filmmaker. So oh, cool. like seeing Star Wars and all that that they rely a lot on a lot on music and a lot of like those feelings that you feel when you watch these movies comes exactly. from the music. And so like when I did I had a a film analysis class in high school and one of the our final projects was we had a a write and and make a movie, a short film. So music for me was definitely one of those things that I like put a lot into it. So I mean like that's yeah. Like now that you're saying that, I really, I really want to hear your single. So we'll make sure we plug that in at the end before. Yes. So people. But on the vein of, and you mentioned Star Wars, and obviously we're all fans of Star Wars here, and two of us are cosplayers, and you know, all fans of the film, obviously. But can you imagine Star Wars like without the music? I I can't. Like I can't because I think the composition and the scores, like that's what makes Star Wars. Star Wars, besides like you know the lightsabers and all that stuff and the visual, but you have the auditory, the all that content adds so much, so yeah. much to the overall value of each film. So I think that's very kind of interesting when you think about it. And you said earlier that you were like, I can't imagine a world without music, and absolutely, yeah. And it's like. They use uh, light motifs so much that it's like every time we see a character and hear the same thing, it brings us back to all of those feelings. Um, so we have so many connections to these characters, not only because of the way their story is put out in front of us. We all love Anakin so much because of the way he's put out in front of us. Is um, that why all of us cry during Padme and Anakin across the stars? Yeah, just sobbing. Like different turns, and especially, um, I actually saw this really, really cool video um, that pointed out that they've actually been foreshadowing that Palpatine was uh, Ray's like granddad um, from like the moment that Ray existed um, in her theme. Because if you listen to Palpatine's theme and then you listen to Ray's. They are melodically very similar, even though they occur in different keys. I believe Palpatine's is in a minor key and Ray's is a major. But if you slow down Ray's, it sounds exactly like Palpatine's. So it was like, it was right in front of us from the start. They were telling us just- I am mind blown. Yeah, you should definitely check it out later. Even if you just search up like um, Ray Palpatine. Oh yeah, I've seen like- come up. I love it. I love it. All the Star Wars music theory. I because like I don't have like that sort of grasp on music, so it's so cool when other people do. And I'm like, like there's it adds so much more depth mm-hmm. overall. So much depth for sure. Yeah, I I remember when that keep. I think I ran into it on YouTube just because I'm always searching up Star Wars stuff. Yeah, and I ran into that because uh, when the Force Awakens came out. I just wanted more because they left us without like not much. And I'm like, I really didn't. I'm like trying to find more. And then that's one of the things I found. And I was like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a feeling that either way, it's like, it has to be Palpatines. But you know, it's crazy. Just, I mean, this is off topic, but I was hoping for, for Kenobi. I was hoping for Kenobi. But that's sorry, completely off topic. <laughs> um. 
I know at some point everyone. Like, time. I know, right? I think. Yeah. The moment that Kenobi actually happens is the moment that I might either die or my life will finally actually begin. I don't know yet, um, but we'll see because we still who even huh. But oh my god, Obi Wan Kenobi has my heart. Has my heart totally, entirely. My heart, my soul. He's just. If I had to like actually sit down and have a discussion with people and be like, "All right, who is your favorite Star Wars character?" and like genuinely gives enough like evidence to prove why, I think I'd have to go with Obi Wan just because truly, like, he's the only one who has existed for like as long as he has in kind of star wars like i know there's been so many more characters who have lived throughout yeah. the all nine movies but the amount of just stuff he had to go through in the prequels and then at the beginning of the original trilogy like obi-wan has been through it been through it and oh my the, the only yeah like, man, that guy's got willpower. He has a team and some strength. And he has strength. Like, what? Modern men could never. Honestly, <laughs> I, you know, I feel like we got to talk about this on the upcoming Star Wars podcast because it's going to be, it's, if, it's going to be like one hour straight of thirst, but also like valuable thirst. You know what I mean? Like, we all love some valuable like, thirst. There's a reason. There's reason behind the madness. Referring to, like, myself. <laughs> I'm but, just talking about myself. Sorry. He is the madness. <laughs> but side note, like, the only other person that I can think of, and I'm sure there's more in, uh, whether it's, like, Legends or other characters that I'm not familiar with, but the only mm. other person that I can think of that has gone through the same level of traumatic experience, especially involving Anakin, is Ahsoka. That's the only other person who's lived that long, had to live, not had to, but I'm saying had to go through that for such a long period of time. Yeah. And survive it and not fall to the dark side. Oh, 100%. They both pretty much lost everything and any family they ever thought of happening. Like, they were both pretty much tempted with the dark side and all of that the entire time. And the fact that those two were able to stand through it all, like, damn. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, that Maul and Ahsoka fight was incredible. That I, yeah, I'm going to bring it up every single time I'm on here. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's Maul. This is my favorite song. <laughs> Turn it up! Okay, but seriously, the score in Clone Wars, beautiful. Another beautiful, beautiful composition. Just so, so good. Made it me cry. So good to watch that again because I started watching it like when it first came out on television. Me too, um, me too. When I was like a little kid. Um, but I was the only one in my family, at least of like myself and my three younger siblings, who was watching it because I was also the only one like old enough as the eldest child at that point in time and like still. Um, like that's changed. No, they've had someone older than me already. <laughs> anyway, um, I stopped watching it and I like maybe only watched the first season like when it was actually coming out so to revisit it over this whole span of whatever 2020 has been um was kind of really nice and comforting because it was like this is the story that I started and I've finally been finishing it's like you know when you start a book 
And then yes. you put it down because like life just happens and then you pick that book up again and you decide to like, you know, I'm going to reread it from the start because it's been so long. And as you're reading what you've already read, you're like, oh, this is familiar. And you're back in that world. That's exactly what it felt like for me. And then that was all my world was for a good several weeks. It's like my mom would see me come downstairs to bring down a few cups and bring up a few more and rinse repeat. Help that, help that. All I did, I was stuck in front of the TV for so long just watching the Clone Wars because it just, it brought something new to Star Wars that I just wanted so bad to have in my life again. And it's probably like the one thing that like really got me back into being like, yes, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, and just having it consume my life all over again. A hundred percent me too. Wow. It had it for a while, but it's nice that Star Wars is all back in my life again. I know so much Star Wars coming out. I'm excited. And how'd you feel about that ending though in season seven? Oh. You're still feeling it? Still. Still feeling it. Definitely still feeling it. Oh my God. I, I watched it again yesterday. That is like ever going to not be felt. I feel like every Star Wars fan will forever have that resonate with them in a very soft and vulnerable part in our hearts. Um, just because for the people who especially like did watch it from the start as it came out and saw it fully through for that to be like their last moment with it was crazy. And they got those people probably feel it more and hurt more than I do because I got to kind of do it within the span of a few weeks, whereas it was their entire lifetime pretty much. I like how they made the transition into Rebels at the end. How it kind of like the music yeah. and everything. Now I need to watch Rebels having... because of that. I'm like, oh, all right, now on to the next in my um, big old marathon. Looks like we're doing another TV show. And who knows how long that'll take me. My TV show watch list is just like too massive to even like want to go into right now. It's daunting, but I'm like, I know I need to do it because otherwise the list is just going to keep getting longer and longer and longer. Like Lucifer season five just came out on Netflix. And I'm still on season three. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Let's rewatch the ending of How to Get Away with Murder, even though we've already seen that <laughs> thing. Right? Like, so let's just watch that in a night instead. <laughs> like, let me put on The Office, even though I've seen it like 10,000 times. The yeah. Office makes for great background noise, though, I have to say. Because it it's like, I, I know what I'm expecting. expecting. Time yeah. is also really good. I feel like that's been my soft spot comfort show lately. Whenever I just like want something on in the background, I'm just like, all right, how I met your mother, I can know enough about what's going on from what I hear. So we're all good. Yeah. And Parks and Rec. I love Parks I and Rec. I still haven't watched Parks and Rec, actually. It's good. I really, I actually really like it. I've been yeah. told out of like all of them, if you had to say like Parks and Rec, The Office, and How I Met Your Mother that Parks and Rec is like the golden gem of the three. So oh yeah, I agree. I know so many people who like put The Office on a really high pedestal. I've only seen two out of the three. I haven't even finished The Office actually. So I've really only seen like one and a half of the three. But like, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Let me see. Wait, how are we doing on time? Okay, probably another few more minutes before we wrap it up. So, um, so in terms of like, we're gonna change gears a little bit. So in terms of uh, stuff that you have currently going on, uh, what do you have going on? <laughs> um, well, besides the EP, that's kind of, kind of like the only musical thing that I've got going on, just because it's 
so so much work i began tracking for the first sing like the first track um on it it's going to be about five tracks i'm thinking at the moment that's all i've got written at the moment so unless something comes and like hits me out of nowhere and inspires me to write a sixth one it's probably gonna be a five track but i've been spending literally like the last six or so, almost a full week actually on this first song um so that's been taking up a lot of my time i've been trying to put a lot more motivation into cosplay lately um just because for about like two and a half months i was living off of drafts only because i just did not have it in me for some reason to film or anything um but the other night i finally was like you know what let's just film like let's just do it we'll set up some janky lighting scheme because my ring light broke about two and a half months ago so that's kind of oh. i was like oh no ring light can't wait until i like get a new one and then i just haven't gotten a new one um but i'm bringing a few new cosplays to the table i debuted my gamora uh the other day and she seemed to do as well as she could under the amazing shadow man that tiktok's got me under right now that's a mood. Um, but i'm bringing back lara croft and so i've got some really fun cosplays that I've got coming up a lot of fun videos that I filmed that I was like I'm really proud of these um and I haven't been able to say that about a video I filmed for a while I took like four hours the other day to do just like some crazy avant-garde makeup to do an Athena cosplay out of nowhere because I was like so many people are doing that. oh it's like yeah that was so so cool well do Athena uh so I just kind of like sat in front of my tv again put on how I met your mother as just background music and <laughs> did my makeup filmed like five videos and they're all slowly going to come out. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. You. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've got on my plate currently. School's starting in like two weeks. So it'll be interesting to figure out how online school and like working and working for my school online as well. And just cosplay and how all of the worlds are kind of going to collide um, at this point. So, yeah. It's a crazy time we live in right now. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah. And then so, um, and then lastly, what um, what are your future goals in terms of either cosplay or, or music or uh, what do you what do you want to do or, or focus on? Um, music, short term, just graduate. I've got two years left of this degree, and then I'm done for the moment, at least. Um, I definitely want to do a master's in performance at some point, but that's a in the future type of thing. I really, really want to get myself back out into um, the company world because I actually was supposed to be touring with a company nationally uh, this summer, then COVID happened. So I want to get back on that train as quickly as I can get back on it. Um, in terms of cosplay, I told myself that if I'm not starting um, a reboot of my Tariel, so Tariel 2.0, by the end of this year, I'm doing something wrong. Um, so. <laughs> I've been looking at uh, different fabric stores because uh, my city doesn't have a good one. Um, it's got like a really, really tiny one that has really weird hours. Um, so I've been scouring the internet for fabric that won't be terribly expensive to ship to me because every website I've checked, the shipping is always more than the actual price. Um, but I really want to get Tariel done because I finally want to get a Hobbit thing done and just have that be a thing that I can have again so that's definitely my biggest um cosplay plan at the moment because I want to be able to have her 
for any cons that may or may not happen in 2021. I really want to be able to be like, I am showing up in a costume that I made myself. Gosh, I hope so too. Seriously. <laughs> I miss cons so Me much. Too. Celebration, even though I wasn't supposed to be going this year, it's still kind of sad that it's not happening. Really looking forward to it in 2022 though, because that's when a lot of the people that I've like met online through TikTok that are all also going to be going there. And we're thinking of doing like a big Star Wars Celebration meetup. Dude, let's meet up. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's all meet up at uh, Star Wars Celebration 2022. Heck yes. Let's do it. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, Isabel, I don't know if you have anything else. That's pretty before. much it for me. Um, not too much coming up for myself, but I might start Twitch streaming soon, but I'll announce that when that actually happens. So, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, Dana, where can people find you? Uh, People can find me on pretty much any social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. My username is all the same on all those. Um, It's just Dana Hansen. My name, D-A-Y-N-A-H-H-A-N-S-E-N. There's a double H. Everyone always drops one because they're like, oh, there can't be two. I think it's the whole thing with like when your brain sees repeated letters, it drops one or something like that. Um, (laughs) And my SoundCloud, where you can hear my single 2AM, is also Dana Hansen. So you can find me on literally every platform at that name. Yeah. Y'all better stream her. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Check it out. Well, Dana, I really appreciate you coming on today. Of course. Thanks so much. Great to have you. Yeah, yeah, of course. And... Uh, I will add her or link to her uh, um, social media and music on the website. Uh, so mynerdybunch.com. Make sure you guys check it out and make sure you guys check us out uh, on Mondays for uh, the Nerdy Bunch podcast and Wednesdays for Nerd Hut. So other than that, thank you so that's much it for me. Thank, thank you guys. <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. Bye.